0: Good evening everybody. Shmuel Aleph Perek Yudzai in chapter 17 of the first book of Samuel. The story of David and Goliath, one of the Bible's most famous stories taken for centuries as the ultimate metaphor of the small and the supposedly weak overcoming the mighty and the strong even as recently as the last few years, the excellent journalist and essayist Malcolm Gladwell published a book of essays around the idea of David and Goliath, suggesting that in fact David, or whoever the equivalent of David is, will quite regularly win by taking an alternative strategy. For thousands of years, David and Goliath has filled the imagination. What is a hook to focus on the story itself? There are essentially two different ways of looking at the story and I would like to separate them out and then combine them. There is the view which sees David in the most heroic terms. This is David completely capturing the idea of being the Eved HaShem, the servant of God, bringing his neshama his spirit his religious vigor into his pursuit we see it in a number of ways when david is trying to convince shaul that he is indeed fitting despite the fact that he is a young lad to go to war against this terrifying giant goliath he says to him look i'm a shepherd now we all know that anybody who wishes to be a leader of the Jewish people needs to first have experience as a shepherd. What does that mean? One might think that a shepherd means care and concern for the small sheep that get lost. Says David to Sha'ul a different approach. He says, I was a shepherd looking after my flocks and I was attacked. I was attacked by lions, I was attacked by bears but nevertheless God was able to Help me against each one of them, Gameta Ari, Gameta Dob Hikai, struck both lion and bear. This Philistine, this uncircumcised Philistine, will be just as one of them for having cursed Israel's camp. Indeed, perhaps in the most beautiful and poetic of the, all the verses in the chapter, David says to Goliath. He says as follows, David this is verse 45, You come against me with the sword and the spear, ha'shem, I come against you with the word of God. It is David's faith, perhaps in contrast to Shaul's security, Shaul's insecurity, ambivalence, that is so impressive in this chapter. That is the one approach. The other approach, however, sees that Sha'ul, pardon me, sees that David is seeing this as an opportunity in rather an opportunistic manner to be able to get close to Sha'ul. He arrives sent down by his father to bring his brother's provisions and he overhears people terrified of the Pishtim and overhears what has been offered to the man who will be able to respond to Goliath He hears, this is verse 26, having already heard what the reward will be, he responds again and says, What is it that will be done to the person who strikes the Philistine? And is told that exactly the same again, he will be given great riches and he will be given the hand of the king. And three times does David ask this question. And so according to this interpretation, David is opportunistic. He is seeing this as an immediate political ladder. It is not simply acting out of his values and principles, but rather it is perhaps sly and strategic. And I would like actually, rather than seeing these as two alternative visions, to marry them with one another and say that yes, David is indeed very clear-eyed on the lookout for what can he gain out of this but is also doing so, and should be regarded as doing so in a very impressive manner This should not detract from our opinion of him. What do I mean by this? Well, I mentioned it in chapter 16 already. Shmuel anoints David as king, completely to David's surprise, and then Shmuel absconds. Shmuel disappears. He doesn't give David any sort of instruction as to how he is going to go about becoming the king of Israel, he leaves. So what can David do? Well, in theory, he could just stay as a shepherd and wait for something to happen. But maybe he wouldn't then be fulfilling Shmuel's prophecy. On the other hand, he could gather a band of military uh, types around him and start some sort of guerrilla warfare against Shaul. Yet David chooses neither of these. He chooses a third approach, which will actually be to join the house of Sha'ul. Rather than striking against the king or sitting passively, he aims to fulfill the prophecy that he has been given by joining Bet Sha'ul, the house of Sha'ul. And so David does indeed act out of principle when fighting against Goliath, but also acts out of expediency in understanding that this may end up giving him the hand of the king's daughter in marriage and allowing him to join it in conclusion we see two different aspects of david in this chapter david is a warrior a warrior on principle a warrior also for expediency in the previous chapter we saw david not as warrior but warrior but david as musician. Two halves of David's personality which are going to accompany us as we move forward. Have a wonderful evening.